All right, Sons of the Hunt podcast, season three, episode nine. We've got a good one lined up. We have Chris Derrick, the product line manager in the whitetail department for Sitka Gear. And uh, man, we've got uh, we've got a lot in this episode. I'm going to urge everyone to watch the stream of this when it goes live because there's a lot of visual stuff going on. Indeed, indeed. Indeed, it's going to be uh, it's it's one we've been really kind of uh, excited about for for some time now. So uh, we're really thrilled to have Chris on with us. So thanks again, man, for for coming coming on with us and hanging out with us from from out in Montana. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on it. I really uh, look forward to this tonight. Very good, yeah. very good. So, like I said, we're pumped, and uh, we'll just jump right into it. So, can you can you tell us a little bit about how you? got into this this field i mean you, you've told you told us a little bit before but i mean it's just it's it's still kind of blowing my mind just well <laughs> yeah uh, i mean a lot of it's just uh, luck i i do think but uh um, mixed with a little bit of hard work but yeah I, i'd worked in a apparel uh when when i was early on in my career and and then moved into uh working with some other outdoor brands um on the fishing side and uh had, had worked on uh, uh reviving a kind of an apparel brand and uh, it was just like my my wife one day asked me like if you could work anywhere would you want to work and I was like ah, I don't know sick a year and didn't really I wasn't looking for a job and she just went on and looked for the website and and that was a uh, you know about four years ago and said uh hey they've got something that looks like what you do and I was like holy smokes so that's that's essentially how I wound up uh working with sick a year it was it, I just felt like it was designed for me um, to, to wind up on this position. So you got a winner there, man. That's uh that's something else. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, uh, she's, I'm a lucky guy. I'd have to say so. Indeed. Yeah. That's awesome. So as, as most people know, uh, that follow the social media, I've just started getting into Sitka gear. Um, I'm, I'm gearing up for a trip out West and, uh, I did a lot of reading and everything, pointed me in the direction of Sitka gear pretty much. I mean, every forum, every, every social media post, I, I, I'm, I got in a ton of different groups. And, uh, the thing that really drove me there is that the, the actual technology behind it, which I don't think a lot of people understand uh, that there is so much, I, I, what is it? I guess it would be just engineering that goes into that, that just, you don't realize what Sitka gear is until you get it in your hands and wear it because it is, it's just set apart. And really that's, that's the best thing I could say is that you just have to get it in your hand. And like, we're about to hear some of the stuff that you're about to, to explain to us. That's it. It really is mind blowing. I still can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. And it can be pretty uh, challenging. I, I definitely understand that for people with uh, trying to understand how to build a system. Um, so, you know, we, we do as much as we can to help people uh, learn how to do this. But, you know, just taking that same kind of big, uh, big mountaineering approach and applying it to even the whitetail space can really make you a whole lot more comfortable in the tree stand. And, and for 2020, we have tons of new gear coming out. I mean, we have a whole group, a new group of resetting the pack line, a new Stratus line, some new women's fanatic gear. Um, so, you know, lot, lots of new things coming out for 2020, uh, which will all be out uh, in July, um, on July 10th, uh, for the most part. Uh, you'll start seeing most of that creep out. 
So, so we're getting a pretty exclusive look here. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I think, you know, if you wanted to look for a spot where, where you could actually see everything and, and, and have me walk through it, uh, this, this forum with you guys is definitely the best place I've seen to do that so far. So. Awesome. Well, we, we appreciate you doing it. And, uh, I guess we should just get into it. Like, like I said, I've been looking at all the mountain stuff and then you guys sent this along and now I'm just pulled in two different directions because some of the stuff here is just crazy. So you, uh, you sent me this, uh, this, the fall 2020, the, the new whitetail items. Do you want to just run with it or you want to, you want to start at this, this first slide we have here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and flip over to it so I can see what you're, uh, what you're going to show and then I'll, uh, I'll uh, jump into that. Um, so with this, uh, with this gear, a lot of what we were working on with the new Stratus was improving people's end user hearing. So we started, it's kind of a project that you guys kind of have just an internal slide, but it's kind of showing what we're doing and it's called the end user hearing project. And, and what that was all centered about is like, I'm sure you all can, everybody out there can uh, relate to this is a lot of hunters hate to wear things over their ears, especially in the whitetail space. Like I, I absolutely hate wearing hoods because whenever I would put on my hood or even put on a beanie, I felt like I was losing an aspect of being able to hear what was going on around me. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I couldn't tell when, when maybe a deer was coming or, or might lose that opportunity. And so what we set out was to, to really do what we could to be able to make things better on the hunter. You know, last year we did a whole lot with like, making the fanatic quieter and this is really about helping the deer hunter to be able to hear better so um what we did is we set out with james black again who's an acoustic engineer he's like the the person like if you've got an office building or if you've got a concert venue you might want to come in and have like improvement uh, improve the acoustics of that uh, that center um and so he and i took some leaves that we had brought back from georgia and some dirt and we actually measured the frequency of like a deer hoof hitting the leaves to be able to get that noise frequency was made. And then um, there's a whole group at Gore that is focused on um, building, uh, improving end user hearing. So whether or not you know this or not, your phone, the reason you can drop it in the water or maybe even like the headlights on your car have Gore material in them. And that's because like as your phone heats up, it needs to let vapor out. Um, but you don't want to let water in. And, and so uh, otherwise, if you, don't, if you trap all that vapor inside as the phone heats up, it's going to mess up all the electronics. So there's a whole group at Gore that's really good at hearing, uh, at improving end user hearing. And so this, this picture you see on the slide is it's called a head and torso simulator. Uh, and the nickname is for is, is Mr. Hat, so head and torso simulator. Um, so that's kind of the fun name for him. And he's got a fake ear on him that, that acts just like a human ear and we can play noise. But essentially what we were able to do is really drill down on a bunch of different types of um, textiles and insulation packages. So it's not like we just stuck mesh hearing ports in a, uh, in a hood. We actually went through and figured out what types of insulation allow acoustic transparency or, or insertion and, and prevent insertion loss. And so that's where we wound up with this hood. It's got double layer Polar Tech Alpha inside of the hearing ports for warmth. And then ultimately what that, what that winds up doing is giving the hunter uh, about four times the distance 
uh, that you hear in this new hood compared to the old one. So in yardages, like, say you were in the old Stratus hood, you could hear something at 20 yards, you'd be able to hear it at 80. Or if you could hear something at 40 yards with both of them on, it would be three times as loud. So what that means is you can be able to hear things better at the same distance. That's wild, man. I mean, I, I find that I use my hearing way more than any of my other senses when I'm in a stand. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm getting a little bit older. My eyes aren't as great as they used to be. But even then, I mean, I rely really heavily on my on my sense of sound. And that, that, that's pretty wild, man. It's such an intangible uh, thing you can add to, to a garment. I mean, just the, the engineering in these textiles is outrageous. That's one of the coolest things I've seen so far is, is that that hearing amplification, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And even like the type of mesh, you wouldn't believe like even between the different types of mesh we were doing, we were finding huge different changes in insertion loss. So that's, that's a really big um, uh, uh, improvement that's inside of there. And, and so it, you know, this is one of the things I really like. the hood too has really good shaping. So you don't lose your peripheral vision on the sides. Um, and so, that's, you know, the custom and the fit and everything. We didn't lose that. And it is also removable. You can take the whole hood off if you don't want it. Uh, if you're still not like a hood person, but if you want it, it is there. Um, um, so very pro hood. I, I love hoods on, on everything. I, I wear them almost all the time. It just just helps keep you warm. And if you're warm, you're in a, you're in a better state of mind for sure. So this is definitely a, a jacket that I'll be looking into. For sure. It's game changer, game changer for sure. Yeah, and um, and we made a couple of other updates. I mean, the Stratus is one of, you know, everybody's favorite piece. It's the most versatile piece, but one of the things that's inside of this thing is the Constant Connect safety harness port. So yeah, that that's works, pretty awesome. Yeah, you can. Un so the advantage of this is if you're, if you're sitting in like a, a stand and you want to take off or put on your jacket, you you don't want to disconnect your shoulder mounted harness tether from the back of the, of the, um, uh, of the tree. So technically you might have to throw your lineman's rope back around and then, uh, run your harness tether through, but the constant connect, you just snap one side of the hood off. And then this is a slide to lock snap. Sorry, I broke my finger for everyone out there, but, uh, oh, uh, you can see it just slides open. So you can see the way the snap is shaped. It's got a little slide lock. So that's so it doesn't come undone. And then you pull it through and then it's going to lock. So you can't snap the snap. You actually have to slide it to release it to come open. Oh, okay. um, and then you can put on your jacket. And with a little bit of practice, I can do this. I put on my jacket, reach back here, do it all. Um, you can do that with a little bit of practice. Or you can just turn around and do it on the tree behind you uh, and then yeah. put on your jacket. And, and it's those little details like that that so far to me set Sitka garments apart from everything I've worn so far, like right down to the, the buttons, like on the ascent pants and just the way they're, you know, woven in, it's almost on a strap. It's just, it's different. You just have to get your hands on it. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely nice uh, um, to be able to, you know, put the best textiles that we can and trims and other things. Um, and then uh, uh, one last little thing too, is there is a grunt tube holder on the sleeve. The idea behind this is, you, you know, the Stratus, you're going to be wearing it a lot in the heat of the rut. Um, and we wanted a place for you to store your grunt tube holder, but then we also wanted it out of the way of the harness, uh, if you were wearing a shoulder harness, um, and then not to bother the people that didn't want to use it. So it's actually sitting on the shoulder right here. So you can reach over 
And one of the great things I, I like about this, if you're not comfortable just using your mouth to grunt, uh, you know, a lot of times to run like a, a running buck that's running a doe, uh, while you're at full draw, I can reach over to grunt, stop, and then be able to uh, use that. So, and I have used it. It does work. Um, crazy. And then also new this year, it is available in elevated to optifade. Uh, and then also a full blaze model as well. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Uh, it, go ahead. Yeah, it's just little things like that that I, I feel like you, if you're not in the game long enough, you just don't come up with something like that. Like, And it's just a testament to how long you guys have been evolving these products. And it's just crazy how they change from year to year. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. That was actually even an idea from one of our field testers that uh, came to us and said, hey, I'd really like something to do to store my uh, grunt tube so, um, on there. And then uh, it is available in uh, vest. Uh, so if you want to go the windstopper route for a protective blaze orange vest, uh, you can do that. Um, and then that's also available in elevated too. Again, they also have the constant connect safety harness port. Um, but now you don't have to just have a, a regular plain orange vest that really offers uh, no um, wind protection value. Uh, the Stratus uh, now uh, you can actually put in a in a blaze model as well. So you actually have wind stopper uh, in there as well. That's pretty cool, man. It seems with a, with a, a lot of uh, companies that the, the blaze orange garments kind of become a bit of an afterthought. You know, they, they kind of play second fiddle to the camo. Uh, to see you guys putting out the same jacket in a camo and a, a blaze orange option is, is pretty cool. Because, again, you know, there's there's a lot of them out there where you have to kind of either buy the nice jacket and you get those little Walmart-style orange out of the pa plastic bag to throw over, and it kind of defeats the purpose of a lot of the, the garment's capabilities. So it's pretty cool you guys offer that in the orange as well. Yeah, uh, that was definitely the reason behind it. Might as well uh, reduce the number of layers you have to wear. So if you're going to sure. wear the best. Might as well be an orange. So, indeed, yeah. Um, so those are that's the new Stratus, and that's for people that don't know it. That's like I would say our most versatile thing, uh, uh, most versatile outerwear piece. So you know I can layer under that that jacket um, really, uh, really, uh, and go down into the teens or twenties uh, for all day temps. Um, and then earlier in the season when it's in the forties or or low fifties. Uh, you can put the Stratus on with, you know, just your base layers under it. And so it, it, it's really a great, uh, usually when people are just starting to get in it and they're looking for uh, something that to just get started to get through the majority of the season, um, the Stratus is the outerwear piece I'll typically point them towards. Can, can you talk about the outside uh, fabric? Is it, is it micro fleece or what, what exactly is on the outside of it and what, I know you said that it has windstopper, which is huge. I, it almost, in my opinion, more important than something being full waterproof. Um, yeah, so uh, you're correct. The outside face is like a, a micro fleece. I can pull it uh, uh, a little bit closer so maybe people can see it. Um, but it is a micro fleece face. Uh, and then the interior fabric is a micro check fleece. Um, and yeah. so that's just with some open ports to allow that through. And bonded inside of there is the uh, Gore-Tex Infinium Windstopper laminate. Nice. Yeah, that kind of looks like the ultimate bow hunting jacket. 
it, yeah, it, it gives you a reasonable quiet uh, amount of quiet uh, um, and, and some really good wind protection uh, that's not too warm for earlier parts of the season. And then, like I said, you can layer under it um, and get it get pretty far into the season, except for maybe those late, late, late season hunts. I know in like Pennsylvania, you guys have, you know, January level hunts. So uh, depending on how cold it gets, uh, you might have to step up to a fanatic or an incinerator yeah. for those. So uh, the next thing that you've got on uh, on this slide is the the Stratus beanie, which I'm assuming is going to kind of run along the same lines as far as material goes and whatnot. So let me. Uh, yeah, it's uh, these beanies, uh, and we did update them to have the hearing ports as well. Uh, this one's also available in Blaze. Um, so uh, with the Stratus um, beanie. Um, really good piece. Uh, you can see it now dips down a little bit more, uh, so you can fold it up if you want to, but then you can roll it down and actually get full ear coverage uh, because we were able to do that because we added the hearing ports inside of here as well. Um, so that's the Stratus Beanie, really good piece to just uh, overall put in your kit as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, just also we did update the Fanatic Beanie as well uh, to have hearing ports. Um, and this one is got the Berber fleece, uh, face. Um, and uh, this one also has double layer polar tech alpha inside of here as well. Plus, um, you know, a really high loft, uh, it's, it, it's basically material made from heaven, uh, is all I can say is how soft <laughs> it feels. Um, and, uh, you know, so if you're on those ultra cold weather hunts, uh, the fanatic beanie, uh, this is available in men's and a uh, large uh, extra, uh, double extra large size uh, and then we also have it in a medium large size so two sizes for different crown sizes for men's and then um, women's also has uh, this which is slightly smaller than the men's uh, uh, and then has a ponytail port in the back um, for anybody that wants to, to bind up their hair uh, and um, uh, just run through the port they can there you go mark perfect yeah no worries <laughs> I've been waiting, you know, so thanks for that guys. Um, the, uh, trying to think what I'm just trying to run through this, this slideshow. Um, yeah, as far as the beanies are concerned, man, I've become a big fan of them the last couple of years, uh, because I started to really focus a lot of my attention in the second archery season here in Pennsylvania, which starts day after Christmas and runs through January. So that's something you kind of alluded to. And there's a lot more people that are starting to uh, recognize the relevance of that season uh, more and more. Um, and but the thing is, you got to have the right equipment. You know, I mean, Mark and I have talked about it, you know, in, in the past where guys will go out and they'll spend a thousand dollars on their bow, thousand dollars on a rifle, another grand on a scope. And they put all this money into this gear and then they, they look at their clothing and they're like, I'm not going to spend that kind of money on that. Are you crazy? And it's like, then you go and you sit in the woods in January and you think twice about it. And it's becoming a lot more of a more intricate part of people's kit uh, of their gear is really stepping up because the, the technology of available for, for garments now is allowing us to be more comfortable on those days. I mean, we do get well below zero degrees here in Pennsylvania. I mean, you'd think it was up in Canada at some points. Uh, we get some pretty cold weather and having decent clothing is what's going to keep you in your stand longer and give you those, those, uh, 
there's longer opportunities uh, at the game you're pursuing. And I think people are starting to come around a lot more to how important and how vital the garments are to, to their kit, you know, and, and this is like, you guys are really making good use of the technology without, without question. Yeah. And, and, and you bring up a good point. I mean, you're going to be in this every single day that you're out there hunting. And so, and the, the, you know, the gear will last you, um, uh, quite a long time. Uh, so that's, that's the whole point is like, if you also go in, the one thing I would encourage, like even that Stratus I showed you, don't go and just buy the Stratus and then wear like a cotton tee under that. Uh, you're going to have a bad day uh, if you do that because you, you got to think about moving moisture through the system. Um, and so if you're if you run and spend all this great money, but you don't set your foundation in the right way, um, you're, you're not going to be able to move the moisture th through. So if you get a sweat getting in and out of the stand or walking to your stand, um, you know, if you're doing hanging hunts, uh, all of those types of things, you, you really need to think about layering in such a way that's going to allow you to move uh, moisture through uh, the system. So, you know, start with a really good lightweight synthetic or a merino uh, base layer um, against your body. If you don't have that, uh, what, you, what you really need to do um, is, is start there. Um, if you've already got that in your kit from, you know, uh, a really good uh, performance-based brand, uh, you know, like a polysynthetic base layer, um, then you might not need to go ahead and invest in that and you can start with the other layers. But um, that, that's really one thing I think that's important for people to understand. Yeah, just this past turkey season was my first experience playing with synthetic base layers. I've, I've always just been a Merino base layer guy. And uh, I was packing on, uh, I was using the core core light, um, yep. that, that synthetic layering system. And then I had, uh, I think it was the, the, just the ascent hoodie over that. And, you know, I would, I was making sure I was hiking a lot because I wanted to see what this would actually do. And it's unbelievable. You'd be sweating, you'd sit down five minutes, you'd be dry. It, it, it just, it, it, I could see the benefit of it now and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to get after it during archery season now. Yeah. And, and even from a whitetail's perspective, you gotta think like we're usually moving and then sitting for a long period, three, four five hours, uh, after a short burst of energy. And so it's not like I can just get up and move to, to get my heat source moving again. Um, and so that's why, it's really important to go ahead and, and think about um, how you're going to be uh, uh, layering and, and setting where you can move that out because it's once you stop moving, uh, that's where you're going to pay the price if you don't layer accordingly. Right, right. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So uh, how about the, the Equinox pants? Yeah. Jumping there. Um, now I have a, a set right here. Uh, the Equinox Midi pant um, is – uh, this is uh, a really good mid-layer, so that name MIDI uh, has to do with mid-layer. something that, that's primarily a mid-layer, but can also double as a, a, an outerwear piece. Um, so this is like our heavyweight bottoms, but on steroids, I'd say. Uh, and it's got a great smooth face, uh, a high loft, um, heavy-gauge Berber on the inside, um, decent windproof. It goes really well with like the Equinox hoodie. Um, but the good thing is you can wear this into your stand. 
say if you're packing in your bibs and you're going to layer those when you get to the stand, um, you can walk in with this uh, and, and those cold weather hunts and then use it for the entire rest of the season for the late season hunts. And then for the walk-in, you know, it's, it's got tapered legs, so it fits down inside uh, tall boots. But then you also don't look like you're walking in and you're under roofs, which is uh, always a, a nice thing, uh, you know, if you've if you got mid-layer insulation on, uh, you know, you, you want some sort of outerwear piece over that. So this kind of doubles up as both. Nice. Uh, what about, I think that you mentioned the, the out, outside of those pants, the, the exterior. What would you, how, how would you rate that if you were going to be walking through, through, uh, like thick stuff, pickers, that kind of thing? Briars, yeah. Yeah. How that, do you... I, I would move to the actual Equinox pant before I went and did that. Um, so this is, this is not, this is not a brush busting pant. Uh, this is a mid-layering pant, but if you're going to be walking through some really gnarly stuff, uh, then then you're going to want to move to uh, a piece like the Equinox pant um, that has uh, a little bit higher grade of durability. This one's really more about warmth. Um, you know, we, we use the smooth face on it, though, and it's a real quiet face, but that's just in case you do pick up some, uh, you know, some burrs on it. Uh, they're easy to get off. And they're not like dug into like a, a fleece piece, uh, which certainly can be annoying. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I think with that, that, that wraps up the, the newer garments that you guys have coming out or, and the updated ones, I guess. Um, you have made quite a few updates to the women's garments that my wife is pretty pumped about. Um, should we just jump to those? Sure, we can jump in. Um, last year we did the men's fanatic, um, and you know we didn't bring out the women's the same year, and that's just because we don't just shrink it and put it on uh, women's gear. Um, so we partnered uh, uh, an individual in our office, Erica Tabernina. She she led this with a group of our our women uh, field testers. Uh, there were actually seven that were inside of the group. And one of the big complaints, one, one of the field testers that actually was brought on board called customer service um, complaining about uh, the, the fact that when she's in a tree stand, you know, she has to climb down and basically disrobe to use the, the, the restroom. Um, so the entire system now with the women's fanatic um, bottoms and, uh, and then also the bibs uh, now allow uh, women to be able to use uh, release systems like go girl or tinkerbell um and that's just if you're if you so choose uh so there's a whole layer from a boy short um all the way to some bottoms uh that are compatible to be able to use that and then the bibs as well are shaped in such of a way um additionally on the women's uh, fanatic it has the same quiet burber com um, construction as the men's but we did add some additional uh flow value or some insulation value so in the back of the women's uh, back of the jacket and the seat of the uh, bibs um, are Sika ground shield insulation, which is a really dense uh, non-compressible style of insulation, uh, which adds a little bit of extra um, just when you're leaning against the tree or sitting against uh, a metal seat or something along those lines. It's going to increase insulation value, uh, different shaping and pocketing configuration that's a little bit more flattering um and then also uh um 
uh, there is a side vent on the women's here just because like, for example, my wife, if it's 50 degrees out, she's got her fanatic on. Um, so, uh, you know, she'll walk into the tree stand with the full thing on, uh, wanted to be able to add some additional venting, um, for, uh, for women to be able to vent out, uh, if they could do that. So it, it's not like we just took the men's, uh, there was actually a, a team of women that came together, um, solved these issues and field tested for us. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. That's some cutting edge stuff there. Jay, you're, you're probably pretty pumped about that relief system in these pants. I'm telling you, man, it's not easy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that, it can't make a difference. Uh, but, you know, women used to have to get down. I mean, my wife would always complain because she couldn't leave the, the tree stand because we'd have deer out in the green fields in front of us on the far side, and she didn't want to interrupt the hunt. Um, me, I just can go in a Gatorade bottle. So uh, yeah. now I guess you can do the same thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's, it's something that you, you, as, as a man, you take for granted, you know what I mean? That we have the uh, ability to aim, so to speak. Now, you know, I use that term loosely. I have three young boys at home and they have no <laughs> sense of aim whatsoever. Uh, but you know, it, it comes down to uh, putting a lot of thought into the gear and for, to, cause I mean, let's face it. I mean, the, the female market is a huge market right now coming into the hunting community. Um, the, the women in the children's market, uh, you know, it's really starting to boom. So to really get ahead of the curve a little bit on that, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of ladies out there that would appreciate that. And when it comes to the venting, I mean, that's a feature that you can't really wrap your head around until you experience how how nice that is when you can open up the side of a jacket or the side of a leg or something when you you get into your spot to air out and you're just sitting down to settle in for your sit and you can air out with those vents i'm telling you it's one of it's one of those features that someone uh, needs a high five on that one uh because it's just clutch it, it's such a such a clutch little uh you know option for sure Absolutely. Uh, does, does especially, uh, you know, if it, if it starts to warm up or if the sun changes and starts beating down on you, being able to vent is nice even when you're stuck. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even like you said, just walking in, it's cold day. You, you don't realize how much energy you're exerting until you get there and you stop and you're like, wow, man, I am steaming out of my jacket right now. So to be able to vent out, that's, it's crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I'm excited about these because I honestly don't think that there's anything really on the market that's going to keep my wife warm enough. And I think now this is, this is going to be it finally. Same thing with Kim, my wife, Kim, she's like, you know, well, I'm going to look at it too. Cause I, I cause I told her that's, you know, that you guys are kind of edge of keeping every, you know, the warmth is, is huge, you know, keeping you warm. She doesn't hunt, but she likes to stay warm. She's cold all the time. So some of this stuff I think is going to come in handy because I mean, I've worn camo out to go sleigh riding with my kids when it's sub, you know, you know, freezing temperatures. I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to wearing my good camo out there to stay warm in those kind of conditions. But yeah, I mean, she no doubt throw on a pair of those bibs. I'm certain of it. Yeah. You might have, you guys might have to drop these in solids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you like me, you'll have to share your hunting days. So if you've got kids, somebody has to stay home, uh, you know, and stay with the kids. So uh, I share a lot of hunting days with my wife. So That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, you want to talk about packs. Uh, I think this is where most people are the most excited that I've seen with yeah. all the 
2020 stuff coming out from uh, from us this year. So um, you want to dig in on those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's that's where I'm at. I have an old pack. Everyone's seen it. It's like this denim, I don't know, whatever it is, the rucksack that I carry around that has no shape, no shoulder pad. It just kills my back. I'm ready for something new. And I think something here is is going to be the ticket for me. And uh, I, I think it's probably going to be this one that you guys sent along, the cargo box. Yeah, so we've, we've completely reset the entire pack line uh, this year. Um, so we've got everything from the cargo box, which is our largest capacity pack. I think you guys can see this behind me. Um, it's 2,200 cubic inches, has 23 cargo uh, storage separation pockets. So you could... If you're someone that, that really runs in and does too much in the stand or carries too much in the stand, which we all do, I'm guilty of it, um, uh, it allows you to do that, uh, be able to carry your stand in, carry sticks in. Um, and then uh, we also have uh, the tool bucket, which is an update to our old toolbox. Uh, and so that this one's 1,800 cubic inches, has about 17 pockets. We do have a reversible pack cover. So you can walk in with blades on one side uh, for when you're going in and out of the stand. And then you can flip it to the Optifate side, uh, stuffs down into like a little mesh stuff sack here too as well. Um, and then so you can pull it out. And like, so when you're sitting up on the tree and it's raining, you have some, some concealment with that. Um, and then last year we came out with a Fanatic. So if you're someone with like an ultra quiet, that's what you care about. And you don't want any... Um, uh, anything to make noise. There's like no exposed plastic buckles, no snaps, nothing to get in the way uh, that could possibly make noise. I worked with like the original silent fanatic, Jim Holt Jr. on developing this pack. Uh, and that came out last year. And then new this year, uh, we have our tool belt, uh, which is a 600 cubic, cubic inch uh, pack. Uh, it's a really a run and gun style pack. Um, and so uh, there's some more that we can go through on that. Um, maybe what I'll do, just do you want me to go back small to biggest or biggest to smallest? And I, I can go into some more details on each one. I, I've got the tool belt, uh, diagram up here and I could, I could also put some pictures up so we could, we could start there. That, that seems okay. like a, like pretty nifty little pack. Yeah, this one's, uh, that's something that uh, people have been extremely excited about. Um, it is a, uh, a pack that is a way style pack. Uh, it has a chassis, though, that runs like a big game uh, frame style pack. So it carries a load really, really well, uh, vents really well across the back. Um, so you can wear it like your traditional uh, hip pack for when you're going in. Um, and so everything like your wind indicators right on your side here, uh, one-handed zips for pockets that are quiet style, um, two water bottle holders. And then you can flip it around to the front and it is a two-way open. So if you want, uh, you can access it. And if you're like, you know, somebody that's like, wants all your pop tarts and all your goods right here, uh, they can sit up on the front of your pack too as well. Some saddle uh, folks I know that are, are using this up on the front side of their pack as well. Um, and then all of our, our packs are kind of built like a little bucket. So you'll see that name. So you can hang this from the lid on the tree using this. You have a storage compartment here. Um, and so it acts like a, a little bit of a mini bucket. Um, so then one thing that's on the inside of this pack too as well is a removable um, stuff sack. Uh, 
And so I'm going to roll something over just to show this a little bit better. Um, but you can see right here on the pack. Can you guys see that okay? Yep. yep. Um, is this stuff sack. Inside of here, uh, I've got my Celsius MIDI jacket. I've got my Stratus jacket. I could even fit another Fanatic jacket. But the great thing about this is you can turn around and for early season hunts, you can go in uh, without it, just the hip pack. Later season hunts, when maybe you want to run in with like uh, a layering system, but you don't want to walk in with it because you'll overheat and spontaneously combust in the incinerator or fanatic. Um, so you can pack it in and layer when you get to the stand um, and then just take this off and you've got this tiny little profile on the, on the, sta on the stand as well. You can see the two water bottle pockets, one for a water bottle, one for like a pee bottle. If you're someone that wants to pee in a Gatorade bottle or uh, you can take it off if you like to pee off the tree. That debate will never end. I don't think I'm what to do there. <laughs> um, and then uh, even on the bottom of the pack too, you'll see uh, a bow arm holder. So if you're running in with a bow, I just walk up to my tree stand, climb on up. Um, when I get up into the top of the stand, I reach back pull this out, screw it into the tree. I usually got my bow on a bow sling or just where a rope I can pull it up and then set it up. But in under five minutes, I can be fully set up in the tree stand. Yeah, this th this is an awesome pack. I mean, the first thing that came to mind when when I saw it was actually, oh man, that, that might be perfect for like turkey season. I could, I could definitely see myself using it that way, but... So somebody like me, I, I carry, like you said, way, way too much gear. I, I've got a camera, a camera arm, sometimes like a mini tripod, most of the time two cameras. It, it's, uh, but I, I still think I might, I probably could get away with it because it looks like it's about the size of a camera bag. Yeah, like, I, I personally know a camera, a camera, like a photographer that goes through and uses this for his uh, shoots that's one of our field testers um and you know it's got these surface mounted muckle, buckles too for the uh shoulder straps to be able to go to they just they go right into the side and one little okay. trick just so people know uh when you release these on the sides here i'll do it um so everybody can see that right there and then on the back of the pack you're going to see two wire gate buckles if i just pre press those and release them one will be brown and one will be gray and that's so you can't uh, get it backwards. So you can't put it on this way. They're color-coded uh, just to make it a little bit easier on you. Um, but one little trick is these little wire gate buckles that we have here. I'll do this one, and I'll show the next one up close. Um, if you take them and run your shoulder straps, this little webbing piece, right through this wire gate buckle and snap it into place here. So just close the wire gate. Uh, you've just got like a little mini sling sack that you can carry in. Um, so oh, you don't nice. have to attach it. So that's just one of the little tricks um, on how you can get this thing in and out and run it uh, that way as a separate piece if you want to. Yeah, that's great, that, man. Looks like it could yeah, be used as almost like a game bag too. You know what I mean? You get your turkey in there, your small game in there. I mean, even if you had to bone out a dough or something like that, you could probably get a lot of the, the, the game bags in that as well. It looks uh, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of uses for that. I've never tried it for that purpose, but uh, I'm sure you could be done. I mean, that thing gets like this big. Uh, yeah. If, uh, if 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 you release all the webbing straps on it, so the compression straps. Yeah, I, I 
I think that that's going to be a, a pretty big seller that, that looks super versatile. Also doesn't seem like you guys forgot anything. I mean, right down to the color coded straps. That's, that's next level thinking there. That's right up my alley right there. Cause if it, if it can get screwed up, I'll screw it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just, that's just my forte. I put it on backwards a few times in the stand. So that's why that happened. Um, and so, you know, we, we did that and, you know, just trying to think of everything you would need with your right hand or your left hand. Um, so that, you know, we, and we just wanted to be able to make sure it carried like a great, great uh, load. And you really didn't feel like you were wearing like a fanny pack. Uh, you know, it feels like you're wearing a big pack waist belt. Um, and, and that's, that's the way it's really designed with that thought. Yeah. That, that thing was awesome. So I guess you want to pop up to the next size up after this one. We'll go to the, the bucket. Uh, yeah, so this is the tool bucket. See, I had a call come in, even though I'm not on disturb. So uh, do not disturb. So I'll, I just shut that off. So um, this is the tool bucket. It is an update to the tool box pack. Um, and so this one's, again, 1,800 cubic inches. A couple of the upgrades we made this year. Um, now there's you'll see this uh, blaze flag that goes out and hooks on the slide. And then it just tucks away inside of the lid here. Um, so that's why if you're walking in, uh, you don't lose any blaze coverage on the back of your, uh, you know, so all your public land PA hunters out there, you know what I'm talking about during duck and cover season. Um, and, uh, and, and then the lid now opens up and it's full optifade concealment on here. I've got my nice little stuff pillow in here for you, but there's no more black mesh here. You can also grab and open this with one hand. Um, whereas, you don't have to use like a zipper, like even use your hand to undo the zipper anymore. Um, and then on the front of the pack too, uh, the lid will now drop down. Um, so, and there's magnets to hold this in place and you have another zipper storage pocket here. So you can get this big scoop design like it was in the original tool uh, box pack, or you can close it back up and get um, full, uh, you know, a full amount of depth to it. Um, these new straps on the front, uh, those are designed so if you're running like a, a rifle on the back or uh, a, a bow, you wrap them around your riser. This one goes around the grip, and then it just goes around and back through this little triangle right here, uh, and it, it essentially cinches everything down so it can't slide side to side. Um, and or you can just you know nest your your bow on here, and then there's a little uh, third hidden strap that comes out by the handle in the back. And the reason that's there is it just comes out, goes around your rifle barrel, goes around your riser, and tilts everything back up towards the top. So what that does is lifts the load, uh, and it will carry it a whole lot better on your back. Um, another couple upgrades this year is you'll see a semicircle uh, zipper. Um, if anybody rock climbs, you've ever seen those rope climbing bags, you stuff the rope kind of in on top of each other, and then so you're not stepping on your rope when you're on the ground. But then when you go to pull it out, it just comes out the tap and feeds out. So if you stuff it back in, like right back in on top of itself, um, there's a loop that you can tie the end off to. And then this little carabiner piece right here, you can tie a carabiner. But what I do is I'll zip this back up and have my pull rope uh, tied to my harness. And as I'm climbing, it feeds out of here so it doesn't get wrapped around the tree stand sticks um, it doesn't get wrapped around sticks on the ground or anything along those lines. It just pulls up as you go 
And then when I get to the top, I pull the pack up. Um, and then lastly, uh, we have new water bottle holders that are way, way better at containing water bottles. So when you set your pack down, they don't fall out. Yeah. I mean, it, there's literally nothing you guys didn't think about designing this thing. That's it. And just the, the way that opens, I, I'm already thinking about how a camera would set in there. Cause I, I was explaining to you a little bit, Jay and I are both big self-filming guys. So when you get in the, the stand in the morning, you kind of have that routine that everything needs to be packed a certain way for you to find it. And then you, you've got your, you know, the first thing you've got on top is, you know, that your camera base, and then you've got the camera arm and then you've got the camera in there. And then it, it's a whole process. And the way that has that, that U shaped opening, and that that thing could strap on the tree. That's that's uh, that's going to change my game for sure. I, I agree. I mean, that's that's again, what Mark and I do is not abnormal anymore. I mean, there's a lot of guys that we know of that we talk to. I mean, we had a guy Jimmy Shirey on a little while ago who's a big photographer. He goes out and, and photographs elk in Pennsylvania. Absolutely amazing, amazing photographer. So for guys who are into that. You know, it's catching on. The technology is allowing for it. So to be able to have a pack that's going to be compatible with camera gear, your hunting stuff, packing in extra clothes, you know, it, it's just uh, that's kind of a necessity almost for a lot of people uh, anymore. So it looks like you guys are checking a lot of boxes for that. Yeah, and uh, we even added some straps out the top and bottom of the pack. So if you want to roll your bibs up in your jacket, keep them on the outside. Yeah. Camera, camera folks really like this because – you wouldn't believe how quickly you fill up the inside of your pack with all that junk, but then you don't have a place for your layers. So uh, there's some straps on the top and uh, on the bottom, and they tuck away in these ports so you don't get all the danglies uh, blowing in the wind when you're hanging it from the tree stand. So uh, uh, we tried to add those in there so you could actually pack in jacket uh, layers as well and bibs as well. That's yeah. awesome. That's fantastic. Right. I mean, the fact you can kind of manipulate your weapon also is pretty cool. I mean, I have a pack that I bought out of Cabela's years ago. That was like when they first started kind of incorporating that option into a pack and I put my bow on it and you'd swear that thing was four feet behind me the way it attaches. Like it, it, it's just so awkward. I mean, it's functional, but it's very awkward. So the fact that you can adjust the angle of your weapon to keep it a little bit closer, because we get into some stuff around here that's pretty thick and you have to duck under a tree branch. Next thing you know, you're hung up on your rifle barrel or the top limb of your bow. And, you know, if, uh, all that work you did to be quiet getting in is out the window because your bow is hung up on a tree limb and you're trying to shake yourself loose. So that, that's a pretty cool option as well. I think that, you know, again, gets taken for granted. Yeah, I'm sitting on the stool now, and if I was on a two-leg stool with just two points of contacts, I'm going to be tilting around a lot. But if I add this third point of contact, which is a strap, and again, it just goes around, has a little wire gate buckle that hooks, um, but that's like the third leg of your stool. Sure. Everything gets a whole lot more stable when you do that. So that's why it's there. Fantastic. Um, nice. And then, uh, so the last pack uh, over here is the cargo box. Um, I've got this set up on two different configurations. Um, so I've got it set up like a traditional stand. So, you know, this is like, uh, you know, a regular hang and hunt platform stand. Um, and then a lot of people are using like tethered saddles these days. Uh, I tell you what, if you're doing a mobile hang and hunt, it's really hard. Uh, once you go and convert over and I can run in now with like a saddle, um, three sticks with eighters 
and everything weighs under eight pounds um, to be able to get wow. into the stand. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I, I switched over to it last year, but this pack I've got set up in both configurations. Um, so what you're going to see is using those straps that I showed up on the front. This is your saddle platform. Um, I can just reach in here and remove this, do one strap, and I just nest the bottom right down into the bottom of these, this piece. It's not even attached. And now the platform's off. And then you'll see right here are side wings that come out and around. So if you're running like these little uh, hawk style sticks, like the hawk heliums or like those timber ninjas that are out, those little carbon fiber ones that are out now, um, some of these shorter style sticks or even the longer ones, like the traditional load and wolf ones, um, you can run those in here and they just strap in. So you can run two or three of these in here uh, again, or even these days, if you have eighters, you could just run three in one side and, and that's it. And then run like, you know, uh, a rifle over on the other side if you were doing that. Um, so that's how your uh, sticks go onto the front of the pack. Uh, a lot of the features shaping kind of a, a bucket style that are from the tool bucket are into the cargo box. It's just bigger and more side compartment storage for, for big, big cargo. And then lastly, uh, your tree stand can nest um, on the inside. So you can see uh, when it goes in here, we made some improvements to make it way, way, way easier for you to be able to um, attach a tree stand or be able to break it apart. Um, and then you'll even see load bearing straps that come through the tree stand, hook back to here and basically lift the whole load. So the chassis on this thing um, carries like a big, big, uh, big game style pack, um, but is really built for the white tailor. There's some channels that we've added inside of here. Uh, channels also for the buckle to hold the pack on. Um, and I have some YouTube videos explaining how to do all this um, uh, that are going to be on the SICA website for, for people that really want to dig in on this. Um, but I will give you a quick rundown like on how to break this pack of art. Uh, would that be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's, a, that's a pretty substantial pack, man. That's a... Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of build in this thing. So, um, so to just break this thing apart, uh, we tried to do everything that you might need to do in the dark or doing pretty quick. So those wire gate buckles just click apart on the shoulder straps. One buckle right here in the center. And then allowed on the inside of the straps, you'll see these two that say slide to release. And then all you do is pull those down and release them and grab the two handles, packs apart. So that's how quickly this pack comes apart. And then you're gonna see on the inside, uh, these two little, um, th these pieces that have the SICA logos on them, little poles is is the best way I could could say and then on the inside right here you'll see these little ports um, these are reflective so if you're wearing a headlamp you can see them but all you do is take these and drop them inside of here and nest your bag right back over the sleeve on the top and then go in reverse order you know snapping your buckle snapping those side wings and snapping your um, uh, your your uh, loads back in place and literally that's how fast you can put this thing back together. Wow. Um, so we, we really wanted to make it easier than the old tool bucket to use. Um, when you do break it apart, you'll see this little um, high blonde piece that's in the middle. That's for you to nest your, your tree stand teeth against. Um, the orange straps uh, will come out of here. Uh, these are what go through your tree stand. Um, Man, I would that's run so cool. Through. 
Yeah, the oranges, the oranges, anything orange goes for your tree stand. So you just run your these directly through. I would not go wide around your tree stand. So if you're running like a millennium and have small ports, you they will fit through those. Or if you have the bigger ports, they they can go through do those as well. But try and run them straight through, not wide. And then you'll use the brown straps on the pack side to attach the pack to the tree stand. And these just basically go around, buckle back together, and uh, they all hide away in these little ports that are inside of here. So you can see they just come out of there uh, and go around the tree. Uh, pretty simple to be able to use. And again, to be able to put back together again. How about as far as hanging that on the tree? Do you, um, do you guys? So yeah, go ahead. What would you you, you guys, I'm assuming you have something set up for that. Is it just like a, a, a strap over the top or? So, yeah. So all of these are set up like a little bucket. Um, when it's snowing or raining, uh, I typically hang them from the handles, uh, like screw in that way. Um, a lot of times too, I think I have it on these. Uh, I'll run, I've got it on this one. Um, so I don't even have to screw in the tree, screw into the tree. Sometimes I'll run a daisy chain uh, around the tree and then hang. I have a special hook that I use that looks like this. And this just hooks in the daisy chains uh, like that. So I don't even have to mess with screwing anything into the tree. Um, so that's where your hook sits. And I'll usually set it on my um, lower right side, depending on which way I'm doing. Or you can lift the lid up and hang it by the lid through this metal port right here. So then you've got all your gear right here uh, through these mesh windows that you can see. And then uh, when you drop everything down on the inside, you can see like I'll keep my snips here, my saw here. I'll keep like an ozonics here, here, um, you know, and maybe my grunt tube sitting right here. Um, and use that, keep things like I need to access like uh, my uh, headlamp and stuff like that up here. Um, so that, that's really what it's set up. There's chambers for every little thing that you need uh, while sitting on the tree stand and it's hanging from there. I just, I, I already feel like so, like a, advancing my pack like that is going to make me so much more of an efficient hunter. Like if you saw what I was working with right now, you would laugh. And and the only reason that I'm, I'm using it is because of how used, used to setting it up a certain way I, i'm just stuck in my ways right now but uh that looks like that's the ticket to uh to efficiency there yeah and you can really modify it for what you i just try and go through my order of operations um mm -hmm. so like everything stays in my pack that i'm gonna need um so that i don't forget it i mean i can't tell you i hate to admit it how many times in my life i've climbed up into a tree stand uh when i was younger and forgot my release um, yeah. you know, or, you know, uh, so everything sits, uh, right there, uh, easily accessible. Um, and then I always, I think about like what I'm going to access and in what order when I get in the tree stand. So I try and keep everything I need before I get my pack hung up accessible from the outside. And then I go into the pack to do the rest. Yeah. That, uh, I'm looking at those, those side, uh, straps that kind of go over, what you guys have, you guys have steps in them now. I'm thinking that's going to be ideal for a camera arm. Yeah, uh, like a fourth arrow. I'm not sure what kind you're using, but uh, a fourth arrow camera arm will slide down in there. You have to take the one kind of at the three 
uh, run style ones um, that will fit inside of that too. Uh, there's some outside. So depending on the shape of yours, uh, you can find a few things to, to secure that to um, the pack as well. But yeah, it will run a, a camera arm very well. Nice. That's pretty cool. It's going to be like going from the Model T to a Tesla for you, man. You know, I mean, pack wise. It really is. And and I mean, that's that's almost what the the entire uh, conversion to to Sitka has kind of been about. I mean, the la the last couple of years, I've kind of been just trying out different different brands. I've I've had I've had I, almost if you name it, I, I probably own a piece of it, and that's why it's just it got to the point. I said, you know, not, I'm, I'm mixing and matching, and I'm trying to make something work for me. And I said, I think it's time to just look and and see how these systems actually work together. And that's the thing. I mean, everything that you you just showed us integrates with another with the your your clothes your your bow like every it's it's a system and i think that that's where it really starts for me and that's definitely going to make me a better hunter without a doubt um i, I don't know we're, we're running up on an hour here i it's do you have time to talk about the whole system yeah. building or yeah I, I i think that's really important for people to be able to understand how to do that and uh especially get the best experience so um uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to take you through uh, system building because I know it can be really complex. Um, I, there's a lot of names inside of ours. I'll just give you a quick rundown, kind of like how the names work in the whitetail line. Um, and I think I, I, you may even have a slide here that kind of shows this. But like the core uh, is anything you're going to be wearing next to your skin. Um, and those really run through the whole season. Like I wear, like if I'm wearing a core lightweight crew, uh, or a core white lightweight hoodie, I'm going to run that in my kit from day one to January. It doesn't matter if it's zero degrees outside. Like I said, setting that foundation is really key. And so that's the core uh, where that sits in. Um, and then uh, inside of here, I'm going to go ahead and just sneak up and see what we've got so I can go in order here. Um, we've got the, is it that Fanatic hoodie? Is that what I've got? Uh, yeah. It, it also has... Yeah, ESW, which is hot, warm, early season gear. Yeah, yeah, ESW, I, I'd skip past that. So this is like if you're hunting in the south and it's 90 degrees and it's going to stay all the way in the 80s in October, like that's the ESW system because like South Carolina, I've, I hunted there a lot, starts August 15th um, is the start of, of, of even gun and bow season in uh, the county that I was in. Um, and so... Uh, and there's lots of days in October where I'm in a t-shirt, uh, you know, so that's where the ESW excels, um, layering on over any one of those, um, like the fanatic hoodie or the heavyweight, uh, zip tee is really going to be a great fit. Um, that's what those mean. Uh, and then, uh, you're going to have, uh, things like insulation you need to think about, which is the Celsius family. That's our lofted insulation. Um, so that's what, what the Celsius does. You can really start that on cool days. There's no windstopper. It's just really light, packable insulation. Um, and that's going to run into the late season, even layered under, like I said, the Stratus or the Fanatic or the Incinerator. Um, and so then you're going to have things like Stratus, which is lightweight windstopper, uh, runs all the way through the season. Um, downpour really means uh, rainwear. 
Uh, and then you got two cold weather systems, which is the Fanatic and then Senator. One's Gore-Tex, one's Windstopper. Uh, and so between those two, if you want to switch over to the other slide, um, yep. I can show you uh, what, uh, what, like I would say, building a system for folks are. So if you look in the upper left-hand corner of this, I talked about the layering portion. Uh, this is where you need to figure out if you're merino or synthetic. Um, you've got to start with one, but don't do cotton. Cotton kills. Um, so pick synthetic. If you're really all about fast dry, moving moisture through the system, synthetic. If you want to have some uh, stop any scent from building up, or maybe if things get wet and retain a little um, uh, warmth, uh, that's where your wool is. We've got a heavyweight uh, wool inside of ours that's actually like taking uh, uh, lightweight synthetic and adding a wool later on it. So the inner part of the synthetic on the, on the heavyweight merino wool, uh, the synthetic hates the moisture, uh, the wool loves it, and so it's going to pull it through and stop that clammy feeling. So that's really what that upper right portion means. Um, then you're going to need to think about your mid layer. So that's where I'm saying, like, if you don't like things on your ear, go with the heavyweight zip tee. If you love to have the face mask and the flip mitts and all this stuff on the Fanatic, uh, that's that one. But those two are going to be very similar um, in, in their overall design. Um, and then you need to think about your insulation. So that's where I talk about the Celsius MIDI is usually where uh, you're going to, this is something that you're going to add when it's like 50 degrees, 40 degrees, and then you're going to layer under every other piece in the system that you add as it gets colder. Um, so that's really where you, you're going to need to pick an insulation piece. Usually I'm going to direct people to the Celsius MIDI uh, to be able to handle that, um, you know, or the Equinox MIDI pant, one of those could go in there. Um, and then in the uh, lower right, uh, what I would say here is you need to think about your outerwear piece. Um, so like I said, the Stratus is going to be for 90% of the country, that's going to work for you. Um, and you can layer that under over all of those other pieces that I, that I mentioned. Um, if you're going to go cold, frigid in the lower right, like super cold, you're going to need to think either Fanatic or Incinerator. Um, I would encourage people to think about what's the number of days they're spending in the stand and what types of cold conditions. So if you're in like the south and it's going to be 35 degrees and raining, and you're going to sit through those hunts, incinerator is a great way to go. Think about cold, wet, frigid. Um, but if you're really somebody that cares about ultra quiet, um, and it's usually like a dry snow that you're dealing with, Fanatic's a great way to go. Uh, and so both of those are going to be similar in warm properties. Um, so that would basically get your skin-to-shell system uh, that would allow you to be able to do most hunts. Um, the only other piece that I would put in an apparel piece um, would be like an Equinox or ESW pant, you know, depending on where you live. Um, you just need one of those in your kit, but not all of them. Um, so just you need a pair of pants to walk into the stand or wear in the earlier season. In the Midwest, Equinox, that's where it's at. The South, ESW, that's where it's at because your temperature ranges. But th those are really, you know, the Equinox name. Uh, essentially means like around the equinox as things start to cool and, and colder is the equinox. Uh, we'll get you through that. And then you just need to think about accessories, headwear, 
you know, uh, what type of gloves you're going to put in, what type of pack you want to put in your line. Um, so, uh, you know, from a glove standpoint, I know I'm going a little long here, but it, uh, maybe it'll help people. Um, I always keep one fanatic glove. And then I think about what I'm going to need on top of that for cold weather. If I've got my fanatic jacket, I don't need a hand muff. It's built into the jacket. I'll go the whole season with a fanatic glove and maybe a lightweight merino liner under it. That's it. And I'll keep my hands in here. If I've got to do a lot where I'm going to be like below zero, then maybe incinerator flip mitt just so I have some, you know, I can use some dexterity, keep my hands really warm, maybe my left grip arm, you know, but my right hand always has basically the lightest amount of glove I can have on it. And then, you know, a piece of beanie. So, you know, having a stratus beanie is a good general use. Um, if you're a cold weather fanatic, obviously goes along with the system. So that's, that's how I'd encourage people to, to think through the line. Yeah. You, you guys literally have this down to a science. That's another, uh, factor that, that drew me towards, uh, towards Sitka. Um, it's just, it's, it's wild. It, it, it kind of blows my mind. I mean, there, it's, it's unique and it's, it's, I think it's going to deliver what I, what I need from it this year. I, I was, I, I told you about it, uh, when we talked the other day, I, I had a day last year in the stand that was just freezing rain. It, it was, it was probably, oh, hang on. <laughs> we still do it. Nope. <laughs> I, it still got me. Um, hold on one second. Wow. That's really yeah. Doesn't matter how much you prepare sometimes, it still catches you every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't me. <laughs> Jay, hang on one second, okay? Yep. You, you, you take over from that. There we are. Yeah, that's funny. We it doesn't matter. Like I said, we've been doing this for this is our third year now. And no matter how hard we try, it it won't even be our phones. It'll be an iPad 10 feet away or something dings. It's without fail. It's almost become part of our trademark. <laughs> Something's gotta interrupt it. Yeah. Yeah, this is fantastic. I was actually going to tease Mark a little bit about the uh, the the bucket pack, and that you know this trip he's going on. His dad could actually put a seat on that to carry him down off the mountain. <laughs> so I'm just, just you know in there like a little uh, baby. Yeah, yeah. Bed. It's it's all about that flexibility, man. All about that flexibility. But yeah, yeah. yeah this I, is I really a, a great idea. You got, yeah. you got a soft guy in the club, you know, you can pack him out. So. That's it. That's it. I got some young boys at home, you know, they're starting to get in it. They're following me around and, uh, you know, they get tired every now and again. So you get in, in, uh, include that little uh, seat there. Uh, but yeah, this is fantastic, man. I mean, I've, I'm kind of in the same boat as Mark. I've been back and forth. I've got probably five or six different brands of, of clothing that I've been trying out to figure out what's going to work best. And, you know, it's hard to find that that gray area between really cold weather gear and like spring turkey or like those October days here where it's 65, 70 degrees. It's, it's hard to find that happy medium in between those those two extremes. And, and it looks like you guys have got kind of an, an answer for all of it. 
Yeah, I mean, we try to think of what's going to work and, and develop packages because not also, not like, I mean, you think about how big North America is where whitetails are. I mean, you've got everything from Alberta, you know, Canada, all the way down to, you know, Seminole deer down in Florida. Sure. Which I've chased at both ends of the spectrum. I mean, deer that are rutting in July and early August, you know, for Seminole deer. And, you know, when the sun starts setting, it sounds like a plane's taking off, but that's just the mosquitoes Mm -hmm. all the way to where if I take my glove off for more than five minutes, my finger starts getting frostbit. So uh, that's a big range. And so the, the ability for people to be able to come in and customize their system, depending on where they're hunting, uh, most of the days and then for their mobile, mobile hunts, like, I mean, I know a lot of people that live in a certain area, but they might run to the Midwest, you know, to chase sure. deer, you know, twice a year or something, you know, and that's their vacation. And so they need a system that's going to get them through the majority of the days at home. And then also for those Midwest hunts, um, you know, or Texas hunts or wherever people are going. And that's it. You keep it in the same, the same kind of brand and it, and it helps it be more compatible with the, all the pieces become more compatible with each other. So that's kind of, you know, Mark is in the same boat We're we're trying to figure out what's going to work the best for us. And we're both kind of arriving at the same point, despite completely different methodology of researching different garments. You know, we kind of both came to the same destination, if you will. And it just seems like, yeah, like I said, you've got, you guys have an answer for everything as far as, you know, the, the warm weather to the cold weather, to the in-between, to the rain. Uh, it just, it's, man, kudos, kudos on one hell of a system you guys have going there. Well, thank you guys for having me on. And, uh, and if anybody's got a question, you know, always go see your local retail shop. There's a lot of experts inside of there. Um, our customer service team is top notch. Every one of those people hunt. Uh, in the department. So I have no uh, concerns about, you know, people calling into customer service. Uh, they, the, our team there really knows what they're doing and they'll be able to help walk you through uh, building a system. If, if this wasn't enough to be able to help you figure it out. Now, when is this going to be available to the public to, to start purchasing and ordering the garments to start building their systems? Yeah. So uh, right now, uh, July 1st is when you start hearing about them, but on the 10th, most of this gear, like the packs and, and the men's gear, uh, the women's gear is going to be coming in closer uh, to uh, the, the cold weather months of the year. So closer to September, October time frame, uh, you're going to see the women's gear showing up. Um, so those are the really the, uh, the time frames uh, to start looking for the new gear to be able to purchase it. And again, you know, there's, there's lots of the existing line that you see without the new uh, on them that are, that are available right now. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you going through all this. I know that it's, it's definitely going to be beneficial to me. I'll probably go back and listen to it a couple of times before I, I decide what, decide on what I'm going to put together here, but I'm excited for deer season. Now you you got me there. I'm already ready to go. Camera hanging season now, right? Fantastic. But I, I think that uh, we'll have to have you back again and, and, talk some more hunting and, and some tactics and, and different things that you use. But I think this was an, an awesome introduction to Sitka gear for a lot of people who might not understand the, the layering system and, and the, the technology behind it and the thought that goes into it. I mean, it's 
it's way more than I ever thought. And I, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Okay, so well, thank you guys again for having me on. It's yeah. been a pleasure, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Chris. And with that, we will wrap it up and see everyone in episode 10. So once again, thanks for coming on and uh, we'll see you. Thanks, guys.